1: Well, it's that time of year where your freezer is probably full of fruit jams and now we're starting to make refrigerator pickles with cucumbers and canning produce will only start picking up as folks start harvesting their green beans and tomatoes. We saw home food preservation gain popularity over the past few years, but has it continued? Here to talk canning and more is Extension Specialist Heather Quackenboss from La Crosse County. Heather, what have you seen as far as home canning trends?
0: You know, it has continued with some folks. I think as we have come back to work and back in offices, we're finding ourselves with a little less time maybe than we used to have. And we also are finding that it's kind of nice to have food that we have grown and preserved ourselves. So there still is a lot of interest in food preservation.
1: It has been almost a year since we last talked, Heather, and you know, back then <laughs> our conversation surrounded canning supply shortages when it came to our jars and lids. And we know yes. that supply chain disruptions have only persisted over the past year, so maybe a preview for us or... A- Tell us what we may be expecting at the store when we do start preparing to can our fall bounties.
0: We are fortunate this year. There are lids, there are rings, there are jars, there are packs of everything all together. And I have not been to a store this year yet that does not have what I need. So in in the supply availability, we are doing well. What we do want to watch for is anything that we may have gotten you know, in 2020, we might want to look at, is that still good? Now, jars and rings, you can use those all the time. I still have jars that I probably think my grandmother used. As long as those are sterilized and clean, you can use jars for a long time. Same thing with the rings. Until they get kind of rusty and disgusting looking, you can reuse those. Now, the lids, however, do have a shelf life and they do last longer than they used to, and we don't need to boil them beforehand. They are better made for our use now, but when they are more than a few years old, we might want to think about not using them. So the ones that I found online a few years ago that aren't quite as good as the ones that I can get on the shelf locally, I probably want to think of maybe a craft project to do with those instead.
1: Because lids age. Describe to us what a a lid looks like when it may be uh, too old to use.
0: What you really want to look at is that wax or that seal inside on the underneath side. And when you get them, sometimes they're a little more shiny. Sometimes they look a little bit more like rubber. But you want to look at that and make sure that it's going to have that ability to suck down to that jar and seal and so if it looks cracked if it looks old kind of think of an eraser you want when you find a pencil maybe under your couch or something like that and that pencil has been there for a long time and now we've moved the couch to clean it if it looks like that pencil eraser that you just imagined in your head throw that lid away
1: remind people too when you're doing hot water baths or you know or home or shelf stable canning you must have the glass jars and the lids but when it comes to freezing you have some uh, options as far as containers you can use right?
0: Right anything you're freezing if you want to use an old mayo jar if you want to use an old pickle jar those are fine because they're not sealing you're putting those in the freezer and so Honestly, with those, you can use those lids. For pesto, I have a friend who saves her lids. And when we make pesto, that goes right in the freezer. So when she saves and washes those lids, we'll let each other use those because we're freezing them. We, if we are canning, though, or putting something in the um, pressure canner or in a hot water bath, we're not going to reuse those lids at all.
1: Another thing I save are peanut butter jars, plastic peanut butter jars. But I'm a little cautious sometimes because does the peanut residue go away? Like if you're planning on gifting something frozen to a friend with a peanut allergy, do you have to worry about reusing those peanut butter jars?
0: You know, I would never give anyone who I know has allergies a jar that something used to be in. I just, I'm going to have an overabundance of caution on that one. Um, even, you know, if I'm using you know nut flour in the same area as I'm canning, I'm probably not going to gift that to someone who has an allergy to nuts just because I don't know how sensitive a person might be. I don't know how severe their allergy is. So I would be pretty careful with plastic jars. Glass you can sterilize and clean. Plastic, Tupperware, things like that is going to they, they still do have some of that residue, and they're a lot more porous. So they don't necessarily clean as well. So I would be careful with plastic containers in freezers. Glass is probably preferable. I know that's also more breakable, and sometimes we have this tendency to be a little clumsy when we're pulling things out of our freezer. So, yeah, caution is always going to be the first thing we probably want to think of.
1: And staying on that food safety trend, be careful of what you're reading online or on TikTok or on Facebook. Heather, you've been perusing some online canning recipes that have raised some red flags.
0: You know, I I do, Stephanie, one of the things that I do is look up recipes online, right? Because everything's out there and you can find some amazing things. And at the same time, what I'm noticing is there's a lot more recipes lately on things like the upside-down method for canning or putting it in the oven or dry canning. And those are not scientifically safe. They could cause us botulism. They could cause us food poisoning. They could cause a variety of bacteria to form in those jars, and it's not safe. So really when we are canning, if you find a cool recipe with a cool story on it, check it and check it with the the best place to check it with is the National Center for Home Food Preservation. They have all of the scientific based recipes that are going to be the safest for us.
1: The tried and true safe recipes at that the National Home Preservation website. And yes, botulism food poisoning, those are some of the risks associated with not doing something correctly. What does severity look like? for those
0: risks. You know, honestly, I mean, botulism can cause death in the end. Um it could also it could be very minor and you know, we're not going to be feeling good and we're going to have some GI distress, some gastrointestinal issues and symptoms. But really it's death that, that botulism can cause, and it can be very severe with food preservation if we don't do it correctly.
1: And it's more than just whether or not you're freezing hot water bath or pressure canning. Also, watch the acidity, you know, how much salt are you using? What are some of those other key parts of a recipe that will determine whether or not your food is going to be safe?
0: Yeah, a really good question, because the more acidic our food is, the safer it is. To can. So when you said you have strawberries and raspberries in your freezer to make jam or if you are making jam, it's, it's more acidic. So we can put it in a hot water bath and it doesn't take very long to process. When you get food that's a little less acidic, tomato season's coming up. Tomatoes are fairly acidic. They still, in most of the recipes, call for some sort of acid. Um, acid to add, maybe lemon juice. Sometimes it's vinegar. You know, you check the recipe, but they even need a little bit more acid. And tomatoes, you can hot water bath. It's just going to take a lot longer than that pressure canner will do. Now, when you get to things like green beans, and I know my green beans have just been um, gangbusters in my garden. So canning those is going on right now. That does not... Um, allow me to use a hot water bath. Beans are very basic. They don't have that acid in them and we don't add the acid. So they need a hotter temperature to make sure that they're going to be shelf stable for that year that I have them on the shelf. So really it's looking at, okay, what do I need to add to this? It might be some salt. It might be some you know, acid of some sort. And then what do I do for the processing time and how do I do that? We can also look at do we hot pack or cold pack things. Um, when I can peaches, for instance, we could hot pack them, and that is you know, boiling them usually for about five minutes in a syrup or a simple syrup or in a juice and then canning them. And sometimes that canning time will be a little bit less. And if I cold pack them, which is slicing the peaches and putting them in and then adding hot simple syrup or hot juice, that canning time's a little different. So all of those different variables really we need to take into account to make sure we have the safest product.
1: And again, remind us of the web link or the place to go to to get the best information and recipes on for your canning venture.
0: The tried and true is the National Center for Home Food Preservation, and that is the nchfp.uga.edu and they have funding from the Cooperative State Research Education and Extension Service and the USDA. So they are making sure that we are safe. Yeah, and
1: Extension offers some services as well for folks helping test out your pressure canner, make sure that's ready for the fall. That's pretty easy to get to, right, Heather?
0: We do, yeah. You can stop in our offices. We are located on the corner of 6th and State Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, We have a few of us who can test your pressure canner lids if you have the dial gauge. If you have the weighted gauge, that weight is pretty stable, but our dial gauge pressure canners can change, and, you know, sometimes we store them for a while. Sometimes things happen, and honestly, some of us have pressure canners possibly from our parents or our grandparents, and that gauge does need to be replaced sometimes that seal needs to be replaced sometimes, and we can make sure that that canner is safe for you um, so you can stop in and drop that off at any time, or you can give us a call at 608-785-9593, and we can answer most of your questions.
1: Is there any any programs going on uh, regarding food preservation and, and education happening statewide through Extension?
0: You know, statewide, there is a blog, and we tend to share um, some of that on our Facebook page at Extension La Crosse County. Um, there are some food preservation programs. I think with COVID, we decreased that in-person quite a bit because canning is so demonstrative and we want to try things out. And so we really did reduce that. However, I'm trying to think if they're still online. And if they are, I can send you the link to them. We did some with Lacrosse Public Library that we recorded. And so there's some different recordings on beans and I think soup stock and possibly tomatoes that I could certainly make sure we share.
1: An excellent idea for anyone who wants to get involved in home food preservation and gardening. That's Heather Quackenboss, an extension specialist out of La Crosse County. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.